0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia. Right across the Faith FM network wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mon,
1: good morning Lyle. Morning Mon. How's it going?
0: Going great. Oh yeah? Yeah, what are you thankful for today?
1: I am thankful that my housemate wants me to go to Spotlight after work and buy him some fabric to make him some outdoor furniture because it means I get to go to Spotlight (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if I wasn't a Christian Lyle, Spotlight would be my mecca. <laughs> you know you
0: do know that Spotlight is the most boring. Don't even, shop don't
1: even, don't even Lyle South. Boring
0: Southside. shop. Don't on even the planet. And look,
1: I like bunnings. You should be able to like Spotlight.
0: Okay, what in Spotlight would inspire me?
1: Have you when was the last time you were ever in a spotlight? Have you ever been in a spotlight?
0: Uh huh. No, you haven't. I have. When? I don't know.
2: It's
1: exactly if you went to Spotlight, you'd find a lot. Spotlight yeah. is amazing. Like?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. So just- I,
1: it, it's so big. It's like asking you knitting what te- needles. Tell me what's in a bunnings. Crocheting like you hooks. could be here all day telling me what's in a bunnings. It's Wool. the same for Spotlight. Yeah, all that stuff, plus a million things more. Paper. Yep, probably.
0: Cloth.
1: <laughs> Cloth. Look at that disdain. Cloth.
3: <laughs> what are you grateful for, Lyle?
0: My excavator.
1: Oh goodness! It's
0: not mine. I know.
1: You said you said that like yesterday. You can't do it's it still again. There. No, I obviously oh, do Oh, they left it there again. Nice, <laughs> nice.
0: <coughs> it's, got, it's, it's just I'm going to be thankful for this for like a month.
1: Oh, it's going to be there for a month. I don't
0: know how. No, no, probably. Only, but but I'll be thankful for it for a month.
1: So it was there yesterday. Was it was there the day before. Is it there today as well? Have you texted uh, your wife? Eh, you're gonna have some fun today. I'm gonna turn,
0: up, turn your
1: phone off and just go excavating all day. No, I turn
0: my phone on just so I can answer it and say, "Hey, guess what I'm doing?" And then I'm hang excavating. up. <laughs> the only reason I answered Everybody your call, the call other
1: day. Everybody, call Lyle. Here's his number. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, you're on the delayed list, uh, broadcast listeners. By the way, uh, yeah, so it's all happened.
0: I've probably lost that excavator by now.
1: If you want to jump across the live show, you can ooh, excuse me. Do so. The number, um, uh, the the website is faithfm.com.au or, of course, you can... Oh, I just got the hiccups. There's a hiccups like there, Mon? The Where did that come from? Just, I never thought I would the hiccups on radio, but here I am.
0: Do you need me to finish this segment for Please. you, Mon? <laughs> I'm going to have a drink of water upside down. <laughs> All right. Okay. This will be fun to watch. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately that's not the, radio, the way that radio works. But while Mon drinks water upside down, um, let me tell you how to get the TuneIn app. You um, and download it from your App Store. When it asks you whether you want a free trial, do not click anything. Just go into the top corner; there'll be an X. Click there, and it will work for free. And you can listen to Faith FM right across Australia. Yes, you can search listen to for the us. Live show. Mm-hmm. Search for Faith Faith FM Australia. Make us in your favourites, and you're good to go. That and so much more. One of the best interviews we've ever, ever had with lawyer Martin Isles from the Australian uh, Christian Lobby coming up, and uh, yeah, so much more in today's show.
3: Fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away when I die, hallelujah by and by I'll fly away.
0: A little bit there at the end I only missed that bit It was worth it though Yeah, absolutely You were listening to Anthem Lights With the Southern Gospel Medley Medley, I'll fly away here on Faith FM. And well, I don't is, see you pumping. He, oh, okay. So here's what I'm thinking, Mon. Yeah, go <laughs> on. Okay, put yours down for a second.
1: Oh goodness, thank goodness you asked me to put it down. It's so
0: heavy. <laughs> so here's what we do. You've been you, you've been working on this uh, building up for this challenge for how long?
1: Like uh, since I had the idea when we were at Grey Nomads.
0: Okay, yeah. all right. So you've had plenty of time to um uh-huh. to exercise and prepare for this. What we're going to do is because I struggle with counting, exercising and doing radio at the same time. Uh-huh. So I do have this weakness. Uh-huh. During the news break,
1: uh-huh. we
0: will have a um, we will see who can go the longest.
1: But I could the news is only like for 3 minutes. I'll yeah, yeah there is a few songs minutes. and bits and pieces okay, there. Okay, it fine. goes from
0: uh, let me see here I still
1: think you should pump on while we're on air.
0: 751 though. to 803.
1: Because um because um
0: so you can do I get, I want to get
1: fit arms for Christmas. I want to take care of these fitty boombas, like the little dangly bits that you get. Like it's like a reverse bicep muscle. Oh, okay. when I it can hangs help you with down. that here. I, I, I can't do two. I have to scroll with one hand on my computer and the other hand I have to pump the iron.
0: What an excuse. I, do you know
1: what? I think that during the song breaks we should hit the deck and like do push ups actually. Or sit ups. Okay. You, you look a little bit horrified. I
0: hate sit ups. <laughs> I, <hate laughs> I hate those things with a passion. I do push-ups all day long.
1: Okay, <coughs> let me tell you about our quiz this morning. Yeah, we
0: haven't had a quiz yet. Let's, let's get into the quiz. Let me
1: just open up my Instagram so I can put it Who was the strongest Instagram?
0: man in the Bible? No, that's not it.
1: <laughs> <coughs> it wasn't me or Lyle. Okay, so i want to make today's quiz a really easy one. Like really, really easy. I feel like we've had a spate of medium to hard ones, mm-hmm. so it's is going to be an easy one. So it's a Who Am I quiz, so it's a Bible character. Hebrews 3 verse 1 tells us to fix our thoughts on this person.
0: Yeah, that one is not so hard. You know who
1: it is? Yeah. Okay, cool. Give us a call if you think you know who it is. If you get the answer right, we will send you the prize, of course. And um, yeah, I don't think it's that hard. No. I, you don't even right. really need the reference for that one. No. Like you just already know who the Bible says we should fix our thoughts on. Give us a call. one 800 faith one 800 324-843. Lyle, let me tell you a really, really cute story. Okay. I know I know I know we should only like have fluff maybe once or twice a week, but I think this is gonna be a pretty fluffy oh, week. No. This is so cute. Oh, I've got a fluff
0: story. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Okay, good. Good. About I love cats fluff. Cats
0: and foxes and That
1: doesn't sound fluffy. I know exactly where no, that story it's is gonna uh, go.
0: It's, it's fluff. <laughs> let
1: me guess. Cats and foxes and shotguns,
0: right? And pieces of fluff spread all over the <laughs> countryside. <Lyle. laughs> <laughs> from the damage being done by cats and foxes <laughs> to our country.
1: Oh, Lyle, you're terrible. Okay, that's yeah, that's not too fluffy. Um, okay, so this, this story is actually coming out of Italy. Okay. So I don't think we've had a good news story coming out of Italy so far. So this was quite exciting. <clears throat> this is about Ikea, one of my all-time favourite stores.
0: You know one of the things I noticed about Italy, talking about cats and foxes, is <laughs> they have lots of cats, but they have no... They have, so lots of fluff and no feathers.
1: Maybe it's you, because... You go to
0: Europe and there's just, like, no birds anywhere.
1: Because of, they have a lot of stray cats yeah, over like there.
0: The,
1: Maybe the cats have get eaten them. You after
0: 4,000 years of... Except for,
1: like, that famous cat. square in Venice that's covered in pigeons. Hang on, is it? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but but also, because they have so many old buildings and artifacts and whatnot, they have all these spikes that they've put all over all the um, buildings to keep them clean for the tourists.
0: So yeah, but even you go in the bush and you can't find birds anywhere. It's, like, birdless. Yeah.
1: I've never really noticed in the bush. Yeah, I guess I stick to the touristy spots. But yeah, that that would be an interesting study to do. Mm, because, it would. because they do have a big stray cat population over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so back I- to the fluff. <coughs> Excuse me, IKEA. IKEA is an Italian IKEA in Sicily. they're doing the cutest thing. They are welcoming stray dogs in off the streets. They can enjoy a nap with a roof over their heads. And so these dogs are becoming a feature, like a fixture at this Ikea. So you know how like when they have, like Ikea is famous for having like a massive showroom, a display room, right? Mm -hmm. And like... And like you know, they have you go through the display, and then you go downstairs or you go to the next section where they have the actual products you can purchase. Mm-hmm. So the stuff on display, it's not really you know that crucial that it stays clean because you know once it's been used on display for a year, it goes to the as is section and gets sold off for cheap. It's just display. And so the manager's been like, "Well, if stuff gets sat on all the time anyway, let's just let you know the stray dogs of the neighborhood in and give them a, like shelter." And so these dogs come in and they make like they end up becoming part of the display because you know they lie on the um they lie on the rugs and stuff in front of the chairs and stuff and they make it look like a home and apparently it's boosting their sales. Like people are well, like... Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. When if I go to Ikea and I'm looking to buy a bed and I go and lie on the bed... <sighs> you might be lying
1: next to a homeless pug. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, I've seen some homeless dogs and they're just not, they're hygienic, well, they're just not that clean and you this know, I don't is, like lying on a anyway. bed. People are
1: responding to it, right? So people are like... They've had a homeless shelter turn up and spay and neuter and look after the dogs a bit. And it, it sort of ended up becoming that Ikea has almost become its the dog's home. So that they're there almost all the time. Uh, people love to come in and pat them. They have their favorite stray dog at Ikea. People like bringing them little bits of food and feeding them and whatnot. And um, and the customers are sorry. and they've become like – like, like celebrities, almost people like always go to Ikea and take pictures and post them up. And, uh, and everyone's praising Ikea for, for, you know, opening their hearts and their dogs. I mean, their hearts and their doors to these little doggy woggies. And, um, they yeah, they get a bit of pampering from the employees as well. And sometimes, uh, the stray dogs will find a forever home. Like one of the customers is like, do you know what? I'm going to adopt you. And they so, adopt the dog and they get home.
0: So, so, so basically you go to Ikea. Uh huh. You don't lay on any of the beds because it may have had a dog lying. I'm not going to put I my don't, I don't, put my face down on a pillow where there's been a dog. Putting I don't it,
1: think they basically. get that high up. I've, I've seen like a bunch of pictures now, and they're just lying on the rugs and stuff. I think they know you not to get on the couches and stuff. Okay. And so yeah, they um they, they like, mainly lie on the couch um uh, on the uh, on the rugs in front of couches and stuff like that. Is that so. Your pet store? Yeah, it's it's so cute. It's so cute. Apparently, they're, they're year round and like they're now getting pretty fat and happy because everyone brings them little bits of food. And um, you know, people say, you know, I know the dogs well. You know, you'll find them in the in the particular spots, like ones at the entrance, sleeping between the racks, or ones at the exit, between the tables of the restaurant. You okay, know, wait, 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 flies. wait, wait,
0: wait. I'm just sort of thinking. I'm just sort of thinking if my dog was in that kind of environment. Hmm that would be a disaster.
1: Oh yeah, your dog would not handle any, like, can't handle any kind of contact with the outside world. <laughs> I'm, just,
0: I'm just thinking, you know, no when we would be able to talk because my dog would be barking, barking at everyone and everything and every other dog and getting all super insecure around all of the other dogs and, uh, and, and, and even, you know, once he settled in and got himself sorted out, he would be rambunctious. Yeah, I think this is... He the- would be roaring around the aisles. He would be chasing all the other dogs they would be rolling on the rugs and yeah fighting. but you have okay, dogs do that what how, no, do they, how do they make the dogs like you know that's not, just your dog not every dog is a um, you
1: have to remember that most homeless dogs uh, dogs that get dumped are often old dogs and people don't want to have to pay for the vet bills anymore and so they just dump the old dog and <coughs> a lot of stray dogs are actually like scared of humans so that's so that the they're quieter they're quiet and down they're not you know
0: they d- some of those little ones are kind of feisty though
1: yeah they, Yeah, I haven't seen any pictures must, I, I
0: reckon they must have some kind of from um, the
1: pictures of this article they must be
0: selective to some extent as to who they allow in
1: yeah <laughs> I think if they can usher them in without having like a, an issue they can they can come into the store Okay. Yeah, because of the pictures no. of all these older-looking dogs.
0: There. Okay, dogs. If you've got an issue, <laughs>
1: go to IKEA.
0: <laughs> go find find somewhere else. But if you're going to be well-behaved,
1: <laughs> you can go to IKEA and is the prereq- sleep on the fluffy rug. You can,
0: you can you can sleep on the nice rug.
1: Well, all the pictures are of, of of dogs that are like older, bigger, and they just they look tired and they're just having a nap. They're all like just lying on the ground and people are coming out. I you and want to go them. to this Ikea and see me how too. this works. This I, I like, want to get hit. my
0: head around this. It's just to me it's like. Apparently
1: it has become a bit of a tourist attraction. People like are traveling long distances just to go to this Ikea because it has dogs. And I think every Ikea should indeed take this on board. Let stray dogs in. to Because it, it, it's becoming well, dogs, an advertisement, yeah. advertising um, yeah. um, campaign thing as well.
0: And, and it's true that um, yeah. now that you've told me about this, I'd, I'd say so go there and check it out. But, you know, it dogs are therapeutic as well.
1: That's true. Exactly. So you go.
0: You can go to IKEA and get a dose of therapy while you're there. That's right. That's right. Um, they've shown this, you know, repeatedly in experiments in hospitals and aged care facilities, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the therapeutic effects of dogs. That's is, right. It's fantastic.
1: Well, I mean, it's also helping them sell the furniture because a lot of people, you know, have pets and so they look at the display and it has a dog in it and they're like, oh, yeah, I can see that happening in my house. You know, there's a dog in it. You know, they can, it, it helps to transition um, the uh, the picture of the store into their home because, you know, it already has a pet dog in the picture. So it makes it a bit more real, makes it a bit more home. A lot of IKEAs have like cut out fake dogs or, or cut out silhouettes of dogs to try and help people imagine having their pet in the picture. Just This this is a great way of doing it for real. (laughs) Anyway, oh, I've got 25 seconds. I'm going to tell you one more story. So I don't know if you know, you know the Nobel Peace Prize, right? Yes. I bet you didn't know that uh, there's another (laughs) Nobel Prize. It's awarded every year by the Improbable Research. Is an organization that's devoted to science and humor. And the ceremony is held at Harvard University every year. And it's just been won by a French physicist. He's won the Nobel Prize for using mathematical formulas to determine whether or not cats are liquid or solid. (laughs) Right. In his research paper on the rheology of cats, he said, At the center of the definition of a liquid is an action. A material must be able to modify its form to fit within a container. If we take cats as our example, the fact that they can adapt their shape to the container if we give them enough time, cats are thus liquid- If we give them the time to become a liquid.
2: (laughs) Right. And there are some photos here of liquid cats.
1: Like you see a cat in like a a square container or a round vase, they eventually like take on the shape of that container, right? Cats are liquid. This is groundbreaking (laughs) science today, Lyle. (laughs) We've
3: just learned that cats aren't solid.
2: Than death, my true one. He holds me. Oh, he holds me so. enemies fighting with a fierce love I love stronger than death my true what if i say my fault is lit?
0: Listening to Melissa Rotto with "Here He Comes" here on Faith FM, and here the quiz comes.
1: I knew you were going to make that pun. I knew you were going to make that pun. You could,
0: you could could just feel it coming. Feel it in me, through the ether.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I' ready. Who am I? Clue number two: Isaiah seven verse fourteen speaks truth about my birth. Not lies, but truth. Isaiah seven fourteen. If you're not sure who this is, go look up Isaiah 7 and verse 14. Well, that's
0: a really obscure quiz. A clue. If you'd have started with that one, I'd be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I should have started with that one. Eh? Yeah, that is, maybe you that should
1: is pretty, It is pretty obscure.
0: That's way obscure. Yeah. Anyway, bragging rights coming your way and a prize. 1-800-324-843 is the number or text us on 491 Okay, so Facebook, with its 2.27 billion users worldwide, is struggling with how to moderate content.
1: What do you mean?
0: What do you mean? What, what do you mean, mean
1: moderate content?
0: Yeah, how do you moderate content? So here's the, here's the problem that they're faced with. Uh, Facebook has recently been used extensively uh, by, say, for instance, Russia in influencing the elections in the United States. It's been used extensively um, to stir up violence against Rohingya, Rohingya refugees in Myanmar. Um, And, you know, the the list could go on and on and on And, of course, this gives Facebook a very bad name It gives them a very bad rap It means that various countries ban it It means that, um, you know, people stand up against it It means that they're accused of a lot of, you know, just generally bad stuff And, of course, it means that there are a lot of people who stay as far away from it as they possibly can not mm-hmm. mentioning anyone, anybody by the name of Monica.
1: Well, look, I did not not join Facebook because I thought the Russians were going to influence Donald Trump's election or whatever. I'm just not interested in it. So it's got nothing to do with Rohingya or <laughs> Russians or nothing.
4: Yeah, okay. So just a, just, a, just,
0: a, uh, just a couple of thoughts. Um, there are 2.27 2. billion users. That's more than a third of the population of the entire world um and 2.13 of those billion users use it every month, um, which is increasing at a rate of 14 percent year over year there are 1.7 billion mobile active users which is increasing at 21 percent year after year um, on average the like and share buttons are viewed across almost 10 million websites daily five new profiles are created every second um, this is an interesting one Facebook uses a 76 percent female out of 100% of all females and six percent male out of 100% of all males. So it does tend to lean towards you. You're a bit of an exception there, Mon.
1: Thank you. I love being an exception.
0: There are 83 million fake profiles. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. 300 million photos uploaded every day. Uh, for every 60 seconds on Facebook, 510,000 comments are posted, 293,000. Thousand statuses are updated and one hundred thirty-six thousand photos are uploaded. Four point seven five billion pieces of content. Uh, oh no, that's a, that's an old um, that's an old stat from twenty thirteen. Fifty uh, percent of eighteen to twenty-four year olds go on Facebook when they wake up. One in p- five page views in the United States. Get your head around this one. One in p- five page views in the United States occurs on Facebook. Wow. That's massive. That is huge. You know, when you think about all of the, you know, the work and the industry and everything that takes place um, online these days, the shopping that takes place, the, mm-hmm. you know, the whole online economy, and that's, one yeah, in that's five, five is a
1: Facebook page. Facebook. That's incredible. I'm just saying that you have 80, they have 80 million fake accounts, because I mean, if you think about like, the population of Australia, you're like, what, 24 million? Yeah. That's like three or four times the population of Australia, but they're all fake.
0: Yeah, that's right, 83 million. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's
1: like, yeah, it's like four times <coughs> Australia. That's mm-hmm.
0: crazy. Okay, so it's artificial intelligence translates 4.5 billion posts and comments every day into another language. Wow. Um, nearly half of US adults today, it's 45%, use Facebook instead of uh, other news sources to get their news. That's a little bit scary.
5: Uh huh.
1: That is
0: Um, seven billion conversations using Facebook Messenger on average every day. I hate Messenger. And this is an interesting one. We used to have six degrees of separation in the world. Facebook has reduced that to three point five seven degrees. So one company has reduced that, which is interesting because you know if I uh, when I go on Facebook every now and then, you know, to um, to look up somebody that might want to interview or something like that, you know, if they are a Seventh Day Adventist in Australia, I know I'm going to have multiple. Uh, mutual friends, if they oh, yeah. are a Christian in Australia, I'm going to have at least one, if not more, mutual friends. I
1: would say even was the Seventh Day Adventist in the world. Yeah, yeah, these, absolutely,
0: yeah. absolutely. Um, and uh, you know, so often, you know, yeah, you know, I look somebody up who's who's neither Christian nor uh, Seventh Day Adventist, and we've I've still got multiple mutual, mutual friends. friends. It's, yeah, it's okay. a. Uh, I'm just sort of thinking, three point five seven degrees is more like one degree of separation if you live yeah. in Australia. You know. But here's the problem: mm. there is so much content going out there. How do you, how do you deal with things like hate speech, violence, pornography? How do you stop that material, that kind of material, uh, getting out in through your platform? Now, obviously, if you own a platform like this, this is not the kind of material that you want to be getting out there. You want to curb that. You want to put a stop to it. But how do you actually do that when you've got you know two point two seven billion users? But only fifteen thousand content moderators.
1: Oh yeah! Imagine and if so like, for instance, even half of those users all decide they're going to upload something illicit. Fifteen thousand people is hardly enough people to fight against that. You'd have to yeah. create some sort of AI algorithm.
0: Uh, oh, absolutely, and and this is part of the challenge because I mean, for instance, you know, when something blows up, say, for in Myanmar where you've got the Rohingya refugees. Um, religious uh, Muslim minority group uh, just being absolutely destroyed left, right and centre and Facebook being used as a platform to bring this about because Facebook is aggressively targeting that country for business <coughs> Then where do you find 100 people in Dublin, Ireland, where the moderating, you know, the, the whole moderating thing is is, is, is headquarters oh, is, okay. who speak Burmese?
1: Yeah, that's true, eh? You
0: know, 100 native and who want to work for your company. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, that's a massive, massive problem right there. That is, yeah. The other big problem that, that um, probably worries me a little bit more than some other things is... You know, when it comes to the issue of hate speech, how do you define that?
1: I was, I, that, I, was, I was exactly going to say that. I was like, how do you determine what's hate speech and what's free like freedom of speech?
0: Yeah, and that's right. And, and you know, um, basically, the only thing that they have to go on at the moment, uh, policy, Facebook policy, is if you as a moderator, if it feels hateful to you, then delete it. Mm. But the thing is, what feels hateful to me is is going to be very different from what it feels hateful to you. Yeah, I and can also write you something could... and people can say, "Oh, that's hate speech." You know, and I'm like, "That's not hate speech. What are you thinking? Yeah. There's not even remotely hate speech. Where are you coming from?"
1: And then you can have people who are very cleverly, uh, clever at writing. They could cleverly write some hate speech in in like you know a very sort of wishy washy way. They could promote something like race, racism, but make it sound all you know scientific or yeah. something, and so you could get through.
0: Like, yeah, yep, yep. absolutely. And so this is this is a um, you know it, it, it's one of these things that is increasingly becoming a challenge for these guys um, because you know it's it's so not black and white. It, it must be so grey. Can
1: you imagine becoming a content m- moderator? Like you'd have to be looking at some pretty grisly content all day long. Like if that's your job,
0: you would wonder how you would actually you know, deal with that on an emotional level? How do you deal with, yeah. you know, and, and what does Facebook actually do for people like this to actually, you know, um, some, some, some eye bleach and brain bleach at the end of the yeah, day to actually, yeah. you know, clean all of that stuff out because, yeah, you'd be seeing some h- really horrific stuff oh, passing through.
1: And I want to know what kind of qualifications these people have. Like, do they have, like, some sort of degree in ethics or something like that? Like, you know, how do they get that okay, job? Because so if you're That's in Dublin and you're
0: trying to uh, and trying to hire 100 um, Burmese-speaking people in Dublin, Ireland, as Facebook moderators, mm-hmm. and then they've got to go and do a degree in ethics before they get there. Yeah. And you're aggressively marketing into, you know, Myanmar, then y- you've got some major challenges on your hands, you know. Yeah. And, and and by aggressively marketing this particular platform into a country <laughs> that is so bitterly divided and has such a poor reputation for, um you know, human rights and all of these kind of things to begin with and religious liberty and, you know, the list goes on and on and on.
1: Well, then you have the other issue, like, you know, looking at something like pornography, right? So people would definitely be putting up pornography on (laughs) any… Any Any platform you create. Any platform created, any uh, internet platform created. And then you have these moderators who are supposed to take that stuff down. But then if you think about it, I'm sure most moder- like most people have a very blasé attitude towards pornography these days. It's almost like an accepted thing as, as if it's something part of your health, you know, sexual health um, daily life. How are they going to be taking t- down something they agree with?
0: <laughs> and and ha- yeah, you've just got to be desensitized to it as well. Anyway, we'll be back after this. meeting To Fernando Ortega with Jesus Paid It All here on Faith FM. And, Mon, do we have another clue for our quiz?
1: Well, I mean, we do, but it's been answered, so is there any point?
0: <laughs> there you go. So who snapped up the quiz? <coughs> Zainab
1: the... from South Australia has answered the quiz. Of course, the uh, the answer was, what was it, Lyle?
0: The answer? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely. was just testing, just making sure you
1: knew. The, answer. the way you looked
0: at me, you threw me off. I'm like, I, it's obvious what the answer to this quiz is. It was well, one of the easier ones because that sometimes I
1: don't always trust you because sometimes you're like, yeah, I know the answer. But then you don't actually write it down or tell me. So I'm like, does he really know the answer? Or is he just saying <laughs> he knows you the answer? Okay. But yeah, the answer, of course, was Jesus. Um, so congratulations to Zainab. And uh, if you would like to have a shot at answering a quiz and winning a prize, then stay tuned for tomorrow morning. We have a new breakfast Bible quiz every morning. Hey. And
0: Zainab, there will be a prize coming your way. Yesterday we spoke about uh, the demise of White Magazine as a result of a targeted attack due to a text message that they sent out in which they said that they were not at this time Featuring in their magazine, um, and of course, this was a wedding magazine for those who might have missed the story, um, same sex couples. And of course, that led to them to a, to a, uh, a quite nasty targeted attack. I have uh, with me on the phone um, Martin from the uh, Australian Christian Lobby. And Martin, welcome to the show.
6: Thanks, Lyle. Good to be with
0: you. Now, the uh, the Christian lobby last year opposed same-sex marriage, and one of the reasons was, you know, how it uh, would be used, you know, or could be used to persecute people of faith. Um, Is is the demise of the white magazine? Is this an example of this? Uh, Is this something that we're starting to see happen?
6: Um, look, in a word, yes. Uh, I don't expect people just to, to, to take my word for it that simply, though, because I think a lot of people are not fully aware of the sort of thing that's going on out there. Um, I mean, White Magazine is the, the tip of the iceberg. It's one of the cases that has gone public. Um, and it was published along with another story of a photographer from Perth called Jason Tay. Now that's unusual for people to go public because it's quite frightening, it's quite intimidating, and usually they have experienced a fair bit of abuse uh, and intimidation, which, uh, give, which stops and makes them fearful and stops them going public. So you would have read in the White Magazine uh, story, for example, that they had threats to burn their house down uh, mm. and quite a lot of abuse that came through. So... That's the dynamic that we're seeing more and more is just that there's, there's, there's this activist fringe out there that is uh, very, uh, very focused it, on surely, making...
1: Surely those kind of threats are illegal. Surely, like, the people at White Magazine could press charges for, for those kind of criminal threats.
6: Well, in this case, they can't. So the only thing that you can really uh, press charges for is, is defamation. Um, and there hasn't been any defamation here according to the strict legal definition that that carries. So, uh, these sorts of threats and boycotts, um, uh, are usually not, you can't usually do much about them in law. And, and more importantly, uh, you can't usually do, the law's usually against you. Um, so if you take, say, Jason Tay, the photographer who had a couple come to him and ask him to take their photos, uh, and he found out that it was a lesbian family arrangement. Uh, and all he said to him is, look, I'm very happy to take your pictures. And he genuinely was. He just said, I just think I, I better disclose my conflict of belief in case you would like to choose somebody else. Because if I was you, I'd want to know. But I really am happy to do it. So, you know, let me know. Uh, and they turned around and sued him. Uh, because under the law over there, they're able to do that because there's protected attributes in anti-discrimination law like gender identity, sexual identity, etc. Religion is not always present. So the law is very often against these people.
0: That which ra- which raises a, a a question, you know, and and we've, there was the, the the two of these stories. And I think one of the things that really stood out to me in both of these stories was that you know this was not anything that was aggressive in any way, shape, or form. You know, perpetrated mm-hmm. by either the photographer or the magazine. Um, very, very probably the most innocuous statements that a person of faith could ever make uh, while still yes. maintaining their conviction. And yet they you know they become the, the focus of lawsuits and, uh, and and these kind of attacks. what What kind of protection do we have in Australia as far as you know, religious liberty goes?
6: Well the answer is is very little. I mean to pick up on the first part of uh, your point there, uh, Lyle, um, one of the things that has concerned me about these cases, and I've seen a lot of these I mean ACL started, uh legal clinic in two thousand and sixteen to deal with these sorts of issues. So we're sort of at the front line of it. We're at the coal face. We see a lot more than most and I don't get shocked by much at the moment because they just keep coming. But these ones stood out to me because of what you said. Uh, there wasn't actually anything overtly discriminatory done in these cases or anything that you could argue was treating somebody differently or badly. Uh in the one case, the case of Jason Tay, all he did was state his beliefs. That was it that was the extent of his and he did it gently. Uh, and kindly, and that was the extent of his um, his wrongdoing. Uh, in the case of White Magazine, uh, they were actually got into trouble for their silence. Activists merely began to suspect that they weren't featuring same-sex weddings for ideological reasons, because they had said nothing. They just hadn't yet been a same-sex marriage featured, so they got targeted on social media campaign, they got uh, mainstream press against them, and, and they got the threats, and then they got all that kind of thing. So that's why these are of particular concern and I would say that for all of these people there's pretty much nothing there is there's only scraps in the law that help them and this is why um, for those who were uh, opposing same-sex marriage when the vote came in last year they were saying this. they're saying look in Australia we don't have a law on religious freedom we don't have a law that says you are free to express your beliefs to live according to your beliefs to have organizations that operate around these beliefs to uh, treat, you know, all that kind of thing. We just don't have those laws, uh, whereas most other countries do. So if the same-sex marriage law changes in Australia, you're going to get yourself in a situation where uh, a lot of Christian people, a lot of people of faith, a lot of people of different religious and ethnic groups have a belief that is, strictly speaking, against the law, because the law now says that marriage must be uh, the union of two persons, but there's a whole group of people who don't believe that. So they have a belief that is against or in conflict with the law in order for those people to survive with those beliefs, to be able to continue to express them, to believe them, to live their life around those beliefs, they're going to need religious freedom protection. Otherwise, it's open slather.
1: Can I just ask, this Jason Tate guy, so he, he was he successfully sued?
6: Uh, so what's happened to him is that the, the lawsuit was lodged uh, with uh, the Equal Opportunity Commissioner uh, in, in Western Australia and the first phase of that process is to have a conciliation conference. So the two sides come together and talk, basically. And the commissioner comes and facilitates the conversation. Uh, and the the people that wanted him to photograph them demanded that he apologise. Uh, and they said that he had to publish a public apology admitting that he had discriminated on his uh, business's website uh, and all of his social media accounts for a period of months. Now, Jason had two concerns. Firstly, that that's not going to be crazy, crazy for your reputation, your business, yeah. it's a pretty full-on thing. But also he said, I can't apologise for what I did because he felt like he would be dishonouring Christ because he said, mm. I only stated what, what is true and what I believe uh, and I can't be sorry for that. Like, I, I just can't. Mm. And so that conciliation conference failed and what happens then is if the conference fails, it gets referred to the state administrative tribunal for an actual case. So yes, so far it's been successful in the sense that it's an open law case, so, um, and and he is before a tribunal.
1: So when you said there was laws protecting, um, like the these people, do you mean it's actually against the law for people to say, I, I don't believe that homosexual marriage is, um, I think it's a sin. Like is it actually is it actually legal for us to say that? Like is that what you mean by this? there's laws protecting them?
6: Uh, so it depends, it depends on the conduct. Uh, so the conduct you've mentioned is, is speech. So if you say something in a public place, for example, like that, uh, it depends on the jurisdiction you're in. I would say that in Tasmania, you might have a difficulty. Uh, because in Tasmania, they've got a law that nobody quite knows what it means. It's been used by activists. For example, it says it's, it's unlawful to offend someone on the basis of their marital status or sexual orientation or gender identity. No one quite knows, including the lawyers, what offend means. You know, it's a very subjective thing. You know, I could be offended just because someone exists, but <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's highly subjective. And activists have used that. Uh, there was the Archbishop Julian Porteous case, for example, where the Archbishop of the Catholic Church of Hobart put out a pastoral letter explaining to Catholics why Catholics believe what they believe about marriage. And an activist sued the, sued the Archbishop. And that case went on for eight months before the activist dropped it for political reasons. So, There's others that have gone on as well, the Presbyterian pastor, Campbell, Markham, same situation. So in Tasmania, I'd say, yes, you could have a problem. In other states, no, you'd be fine saying that. But the difficulty for Jason uh, was that uh, he was a provider of goods and services.
3: Mm. And
6: so what they're trying to argue is that he imposed a condition on the provision of his services that he wouldn't have imposed if they weren't gay. That's the legal argument. Uh, It's a bit, you know, I think it's tenuous but we've seen more tenuous cases than that actually get through in the last year or so.
0: It's interesting because you've got a bit of a contrast here between two different uh, approaches to it. You've got White Magazine that simply said nothing um, and got into trouble for saying nothing, and then you've got mm. Jason Tay who said something but said it in the most you know polite and unoffensive way possible. Uh, but yeah. he, you know, because White Magazine was accused for, you know, unveil your values, you know, yeah. hashtag. that
1: hashtag is um. disturbing me
0: and 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 uh and so you know you've got Jason Tay on the other hand who does do that and both of them get prosecuted
1: have you well exactly have you heard of the new hashtag that unveil your values that these activists are using it disturbs me because it's basically like saying put up your hands so we know where we can we can attack you like
6: well, that's exactly right. I yeah. mean, it's like basically put put a badge in your shop window or, or, or wear something on your wrist so we that lets us and know that you're a bigot, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, And And, and that's, that's a huge... I mean, I don't know of many free societies where you have to declare your beliefs, um, where you are forced to let everybody know what your conscience says on a politically difficult issue. Mm. It makes you a target. The whole thing about the White Magazine, hey, you know... Declare your beliefs um, because then you'll be fine. Well, no, not at all. I mean, the fact is that uh, uh, they were very afraid uh, because of the threats and because of the uh, intimidation they'd received and sponsors had pulled out of the magazine and all sorts. They're shutting down their business, which was successful. I mean, there's been years. talk out there that oh, they'll probably go broke anyway. Well, they weren't. Yeah, they've been um, going actually. for 12 years. Successful. Well, exactly, 12 years, international distribution, um, doing pretty well. Uh, and very talented couple, actually, Luke and Carla, in what they were doing. So... You know uh, that's, that's not the case, uh, but um, yeah, it, it doesn't help if you put your hand up. The problem is that there is a, like I said, there's a group of people that are just utterly, utterly intolerant of this difference of opinion, uh, and they are going around, and there's they're growing a growing size of the group going around it, and initiating lawsuits through equal opportunity and anti discrimination tribunals all around the country. And the equal opportunity and anti-discrimination tribunals are very much on side. I mean, if you go to the Jason Tay case, for example, the commissioner, who's supposed to be impartial, in that conciliation conference said, oh, I think this is a clear case of discrimination. And if these women want to sue you, I will fund, you know, the the commission will fund their legal costs. That's disgusting. Um, Which is terrible. And that sort of thing is going on more and more.
0: Yeah, it's hardly a uh, an unbiased position um, <laughs> when you publicly come out and say, "Yes, I'm totally biased. I will fund my my yeah, bias right. by side of the uh, of this conversation." Yeah. I mean, in a, in a normal court of law, if a if a, if a, if a judge came out, you know, say yeah. on a homicide case and said, "Well, you know, um, this is a friend of mine who the defendant is, and uh, because he's my friend, I think he's innocent," then you know, he wouldn't be allowed to judge. You know, they'd find somebody else to uh, exactly. He'd have to, he to excuse himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
6: exactly. Yeah.
1: How long do you think it'll be of of these activists, these rainbow thugs, as Lyle called them, of having just an absolute heyday, just running around having a witch hunt to their pleasure? How long do you reckon it'll take before we actually create some laws that protect people from having the opinions that they have?
6: Yeah, look, this is the million-dollar question. Um, so certainly during the campaign, the issue, this issue was raised as a concern because it's everywhere around the world that, that, that the same-sex marriage law has changed. You've, you've ended up with problems uh, around um, religious freedom for people who believe differently about marriage or gender or sexuality. So that's been an issue. They were raised. Uh, during the campaign, it was Malcolm Turnbull. He said, I believe in religious freedom more than I believe in same-sex marriage. I uh, should give some reassurance that something would be done on this. Uh, but, you know, it's been over a year, mm. just over a year, and absolutely precisely nothing has been done about it. And those of us the, the coalface are busily scurrying away, trying to run legal defences, which are increasingly expensive uh, for all sorts of Christians and Christian groups uh, and others, indeed, uh, around the country. Uh, and meanwhile, the laws that are weaponised against people with these beliefs are getting more numerous. So in Tasmania last night, they just updated their Anti-Discrimination Act uh, and <laughs> it's quite extraordinary what, what, what's happened. Uh, they've included that weird law or that, that very subjective law that it's unlawful to offend somebody. They expanded that to say it's unlawful to offend somebody on the basis of their gender expression. Now, gender expression is defined as any behaviour or action or manifestation of whatever, any behaviour at all, any behaviour at all, if it is by reference to a gender identity. And we know that there's an infinite number of gender identities that have infinite expression. So you're not able to trigger anyone's offence based on anything at all whatsoever that they do if they say it's because of my gender identity. Uh, and so the, that that's, I don't even know how that's enforceable. I, I just don't. All I know is it gives a massive opportunity for activists to keep suing for all yeah. sorts of crazy things. Because I just mean uh, there's nothing
1: that you can do that can't be taken as offensive. Even if you isolate yourself from these people who take offence, they could say that isolation was an offensive act. Like it's just, it's, well,
6: that's, that's it's, just the thing. It's It's, it's impossible to know. It's a, Exactly, it's impossible to know. So these laws are actually getting more numerous. Uh, and meanwhile, the federal government, which has promised significant religious freedom protection, really is dithering. And they're dithering because they're worried that it's going to be politically difficult for them. And because they're worried about politics, they're not doing anything. And I have a real concern that they will either do nothing or in a couple of weeks' time, they could come out with a proposal that's exceedingly weak, which doesn't achieve very much. And that would make, if I could make this point, that would probably make Australia the worst Western nation in the world for religious freedom protections in law. Mm. Uh, I can't think of another country in the West that has so few. Uh, and that's really worrying.
0: Just one, one very quick question uh, we do need to finish up, but uh, the Philip Ruddock investigation into religious liberty, um, where did that go? Where is that going? Is there any progress there? Yep.
6: So that is, uh, that's parked. So they've completed it. They've given it to the government. The government hasn't released it. They've been sitting on it. Um, we're hoping that they will respond to it in a couple of weeks. We're very worried that it will be a weak response and i think that uh, what people have what we're going to have to do here is that when the response is put out there's going to have to be some campaign muscle that's raised to say look this isn't good enough or hey this is fantastic it has to pass the parliament but it's not going to do that without some democratic push so I'd encourage people to follow groups like ACL and get involved at the right time probably in a couple of weeks time when the Ruddock review response is released by the government that is crucial moments to get behind something good and either tell the government to do better or tell them to pass it quickly because they're going to need support because the politics of this difficult
0: very difficult uh, times in which we live Martin thank you so much for joining us here on Faith FM and that was uh, thank you guys yeah,
1: Yeah. I just want to say, like, you know, whatever sexual orientation people choose, like, fine. But you know what? Bullying is never okay. N-
0: not in any circumstances. Not in any circumstances. Um, from either side of this argument. Either but, re- yeah. Um, yeah, really appreciate what Martin had to share with us. So much good information. We'll have to get him back on sometime. time. Um, we're going to go to Matt and Josie Minicus right now, and we'll be back uh, after the 8 o'clock news. Who
4: oh, I speak with tongues of men and angels. Though I have the prophet's gift Though I hold the keys to hidden knowledge That my faith can mount shift Without love I am no better Without love it's all for naught Lord, you spend your life in loving others what this means I would be taught
2: Love is patient, knows no envy, Never gloats when others sin Love is never glad to see Injustice always wants the truth to win There's no end to love There's no test you cannot face Lord, you spend your life in loving others I shall fail without your grace
4: Though there'll be an end to hidden knowledge Visions, raptures, prophecy Faith and hope Shall last forever Or the greatest of the three Without love I am no better Without love it's all for naught You gave your life in saving others What this means I would Lord, you spend your life in loving others What this means I would be
5: Something special Like I know a thing or two Like my eyes don't ever wander Like my aim is always true So you think I'm not a dirty Rotten scoundrel through and through Well lady I've got news for you So you think that you're the only one To cry yourself to sleep you're the only one who's scared. They all forget you when you leave. So you think that you're the only one whose heart is black and blue. Listen, I've got news for you, for you. I might as well just tell you that it's true.